Uh, I've got to turn grown-ups off. It's too distracting. There we go. Were you watching that unironically, Stuart? Yeah, I was going to ask uh, the same question. Just the way that you were saying that then, it was almost like... Well, no, it's flat. It's there in front of me. Like, just, it just you know, you don't know where to look. There's Spade, there's Kevin James, there's fucking yeah, Rob Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> don't know where yeah, to look. You haven't really answered my question, though. You're watching it unironically, or...? No, I was sitting here putting it on because I was waiting and I don't want to be left alone with my thoughts. <laughs> You'd rather be left alone with Kevin James than David yeah. Spade. Yes. I'm with, I'm with Buckland there, yeah, for sure. It's hard gay history. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special episode of Bit Weird, but Fair Enough, I Guess. This episode is actually a recording from a podcast I used to do that shall not be named, with my friends that have appeared on this podcast before, Matt, Ben, and Rich. And in this uh, recording you're about to hear, Matt is telling Rich and I about the cultural phenomenon known as hard gay. Razor Ramon. Having stumbled across this recording again recently, I thought it was uh, the concept was a bit too weird not to include as a special episode here on this very podcast. And as a huge fan of Dan Carlin's hardcore history, I couldn't resist giving this a title in homage of that podcast. Now, Hard Gay Razor Ramon is a Japanese uh, television personality, I guess you'd say. Uh, His name implies what you probably think it does. But I won't spoil it yet, I'll let Matt tell the story. Uh, I will say that there's a bit of echo on the recording, apologies. There's a dog barking its fucking head off in the background for some of it as well. But that's probably the least offensive things going on in the recording. So without further ado, Matt, tell us about Hard Gay. Uh, so when you when you live in Japan for a couple of years, I guess before we start as a preamble to this, this isn't a, another yet another example uh, in a long line of hey, isn't Japan really weird? Let's make fun of it. I mean, that's pretty much what I base my whole teaching of Japanese on. But to, this this really... I'd like to, I'd like it to be what you just base all of your teaching on, <laughs> even if it's a different subject. Just go on, let's bring it back. <laughs> just go on. Anyway, like those Japanese people. Oh, they weird. Look at this ad. Look at this crazy commercial. <laughs> Yes, sir. We're reading Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yep. Look at this. Look at this man uh, sniffing someone's farts for a challenge. That's great. Now, mm. uh, what... that's what I saw the other day. On there was. Have you seen Gaycation? And they were in Japan, and there was like this. There's a subset of. Um, Sorry, did you say manga. Gaycation? It's about. It's got um. What's her face? Your old love from that movie. Yep. Oh. Ellen Page. Okay. Ellen Page. <laughs> That's not... I don't know how long it would have taken me to get to Ellen Page. It would have taken me a long was... time. Especially old love. Yep. Luckily I, luckily I joined the dots on it for you. 
<laughs> anyway. And she travels around to different countries and explores their homosexual culture. And she got oh, there okay. to... She went to Japan. And there's a sub... There's, like, a subset of manga which is... Has, like, young... Young men. Young homosexual men in this manga. But apparently it's very popular with heterosexual females. Huh. Who kind of look at it from a perspective of almost... Mockery, I suppose. Like it's kind of it's like a, a it's, it's like a, a challenge, like a chili challenge to sit there and read through this um, manga with each other. Oh, without, and, without and, getting embarrassed and get, or and getting embarrassed and freaked out by it. Huh. That, that doesn't surprise me in any way. I mean, this yeah. this is very very closely linked to hard gay uh, histories as, as we're talking See? about. Fuck you, Buckland. I could hear your cynicism. <laughs> So Matthew, I don't I, like I said I, I didn't hard want it, I didn't want it to be a mockery of of how weird Japanese things are, yeah. but this really takes the the cake so to speak. Um, so I'll I'll just explain. Hard gay is a character created in exactly the time I was living in Japan. So and it was like a fad. Very often in Japan, these things come along as a fad and they last maybe 12 months and they're really hugely popular and then they disappear again. Because like Mahatma Coat was. Like Mah- exactly. Exactly <laughs> like Mahatma Coat. And I'm sure, just like Mahatma Coat, this dude's probably a plumber somewhere or he's doing something else. Not really. No one's really paying attention to. So He's actually commentating the sumo wrestling. He might, you know what? He probably is. So this, this was... Uh, on a lot of Japanese TV, they have things that are just challenge shows or let's look at stuff from other parts of the world that, is, that are kind of odd and unusual and we'll get um, like C-grade celebrities to watch along and make comments and laugh. And they don't really do much more than that, but it's hugely popular. They call them tarento, which is just like talent. These people who mm. just... That's their job is to just watch these things and they'll have a little insert, like a little cutout of their head, watching what you're watching and their reaction. So it's usually very dull because they just go, mm, oh, yes, that's funny, that's hilarious, that's weird. But then this guy came along and he was—he decided he'd call himself Hard Gay Razor Ramon. Um, and the reason I found out about it was teaching students, teaching young kids about... Else has got dog fighting going on again? Ah, never stops. Um, yeah, teaching young kids, uh, you know, English and making them do the alphabet and then making them do the alphabet backwards. And then one day, just out of the blue, they've, they've been doing it for, doing this for a while, they get to the alphabet and they're reading it backwards and they get to um, I, H, G. And all of them, all of these, like, eight, nine-year-old boys just go, HG, HG, whoo, HG, whoo, and start thrusting their groins at each other <laughs> with their hands behind their heads. That, sort of like any, um, Duffman style. We, yeah, exactly like Duffman style. <laughs> is there any, this is, it's not any kind of sus translation for HG or anything like that. So HG... Means hard gay. Hard gay. So hard his gay, his right. name was Razor Ramon H- H- Hard Gay, but it just was shortened to HG. So the first time that happened, just yeah, eight nine year old Japanese boys all knowing what they were doing and laughing and just going HG, whoo, whoo, just thrusting their groins at each other. So I came out so, of that lesson 
Sorry, so you were about to say about them? What's the Razor Ramon part, though? Is that just stealing the wrestler's name? Yeah, and I was going to say, you being a wrestler, wrestling connoisseur, especially from the 90s, Razor Ramon was like a, a wrestler's name from the mid-90s, I think, um, yeah. who was himself like a stereotype Latino or something similar. Um, toothpick in the, in the mouth, uh, lover boy kind of character. And... <laughs> So he just adopted this name. So all the boys do that. I go out and I go, what the hell just happened? I just did this. They all started screaming, HG, HG, hands around the head going, whoo. And then the, the one of the Japanese people I work with was like, oh, that's um, Razor Ramon Hard Gay. And I was like, uh, excuse me? And they're like, it's Hard Gay, you know, Hard Gay. Whoo. And then they start doing it, thrusting their groin. And I was like, I have no idea what is going on. And so, so he's taken Razor Ramon's name and yep. Ric Flair's catchphrase. Yeah, exactly. Which is, sim- which is exactly. simply, Woo! So he was, so he started off as a wrestler. Now, as a wrestler, he started being called Razor Ramon Hard Gay, right? And I only found out tonight that he had a partner in a tag team match whose name was Razor Ramon Real Gay. Oh, okay. Wow. So they start off as wrestlers. For some reason, he crosses over into um, this Taranto show. Now, this is a so when you when you hear that, okay, thrusting and all that stuff. His name's Razor Ramon Hardgay. But when you see what he wears, is some kind of leather bondage outfit. Yeah. Very like he's straight out of yeah. straight out of Blue Oyster Bar. Yeah, straight yeah. out of Blue Oyster Bar. Straight out of. Yeah. Um, he's Leatherman from the Village People. Yeah, Leatherman yeah. from the Village People. What his catchphrase is, like I said, is putting his hands around his head and thrusting his groin and saying, whoo. So he starts appearing on these talent shows, Taranto shows, and everyone goes fucking apeshit for it. Like, let's have a bit more of this. So for <laughs> for literally a bit, for about 12 months, he's on nearly every night. So these shows run, they're all different titles. They might... One show might just be like, look at all this weird stuff from around the world. One of them might be uh, crazy inventions. One of them might be like funniest home video style. And he's on every single night and he's doing the exact same thing. Just like, whoo, and thrusting his groin and sometimes like (laughs) chopping out his bits with his hands and thrusting and thrusting wildly. So that's how he starts off. And then as these children like showed us is hugely popular with children like hugely popular like if he shows up at like a school or a shopping center he's in dressed in his leather outfit leather man thrusting his groin surrounded by young children just loving it every single kid is a mad fan of hard gay now i i would do that um lesson where you get them to say the alphabet backwards and for like a period of like Maybe a week or so, every single class. I had a different class, sometimes three a day, and every single class would do the exact same thing until I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> took me a while to get over that. <laughs> it took you a while to ask them to stop thrusting their groins. Thrusting groins their groins, and yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so, just for a bit of context, <laughs> yep. would you say as a society... Mm-hmm. Japan is 
generally homophobic? Or... Um, I would say, uh, and again, we, we are speaking generally, because I, I, you know, was, as you would be, I was pretty obsessed with hard game myself, just trying to find out why. And because my the classes we taught were like you would have some student age classes but the majority of them were talking to adult japanese adults all in english and so i would always ask them like do you know razor ramon hg and they go oh yeah he's great and then you would say why is this why is this funny and a lot of their responses were because he's pretending to be gay yeah and you go is he gay is he gay yeah is he gay and they're like no he's not gay he's just pretending to be gay and i'm like but it is that how you think gay people act? And they would just be, that's their usual response was, yeah, it's funny. Gay people are funny. And you would be like, okay. So well, that's, that's, that, that's, that's le- that level, yeah. So that's that level. But the other level is you would ask people about the gay culture in Japan and a lot of them would say there is no gay culture in Japan. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, did you witness any when, when you were there? Um, like, like, Japan is, like, uh, really good at, oh, what's the word, putting people into sections. So, you can have a different, uh, like, area, a strata, not strata, but a different, like, uh, special interest group, but, and you are accepted as long as you stick to that area. So, for example, like, if you, t- if you look up what, ha- what Harajuku girls are, or you look up um, we just look up Harajuku fashion. There are all kinds of people who love to dress up as like manga, not even manga characters, but as like almost like Bo Peep outfits. A lot of them would wear kind of <laughs> gothic Bo Peep, like frills and things like that, or gothic like almost Edward Scissorhands, that kind of thing. Hmm. But they all converge at Harajuku Station. So do you know what I mean? Like it's you are allowed to be different. But you have to be all different together. Right. Okay. So there is a there was a gay area in the one sort of spot. In right? the one sort of spot, yeah. So people go there to look at you, and, and they know, oh, this is where this belongs. That's a very Japanese. So, so rather idea. than like, well, we I think that we kind of have a similar thing, but on an implicit level, like you know, there is for them it's a little bit more explicit whereas for us we'd say well you know that's not what's acceptable in gosford yeah or what is what isn't acceptable in gosford may well be um, acceptable in oxford street oh i mean yeah definitely definitely so you would have i mean even exactly the same kind of thing but they're just kind of yeah and certain certain types of people would go to this bar or some certain type of people would go to that nightclub and you know like that's not it wasn't too unusual that wasn't really like a but you're making it sound like they're guided tours well, like, what I mean is, you can literally go, all right, I want to see people who look like this. Well, we'll go to this station. Not right. like there are those, these people at every station. They are, here is your spot. So what, what I mean is, there's a gay area in, uh, like, in this, in one part of, a very large area of Tokyo called Shinjuku. There's, like, an actual gay area. Just like there's a red light district in, in, the, in a sim- similar area. And I only went there once. It was, I think... Justine's last night in um, in Japan. We went and had dinner at the Metro Hotel, like where they filmed most of Lost in Translation. And then one of 
uh, Justine's like, one of our gay friends took us to the gay area and we were like, never been here before. And he was saying, yeah, a lot of people pretend like it doesn't exist. Like if you mm-hmm. said to people, oh, I went to like the gay area, they would just go, "That what are you talking about? Like that's, we don't have gay people. Like that was an actual idea that people would talk about is that there just aren't gay people in Japan. Is that just like not admitting that the war was over kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, again, there's a lot of, a lot of, and again, it's very simplifying, it's simplifying whole uh, like culture, but there is a lot of Japanese culture, which is, if you don't like something, you just, it's tactically ignore it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and that, you know, helps in some ways it does. So we'll just pretend it's not there. And again, we probably do, as Ella said, we probably do some things similar like that um, implicitly rather than explicitly. We just go, all right, I know what's going on, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was always a weird thing was trying to work out like where, why it was so funny. Um, because if it was, if it was shown on Australian television, I mean, I'm sure people would would like it. People love people dressed as in drag because that's funny. I'm sure that it would get way more complaints, and certainly wouldn't be. It was that was like one of the most um, things that was so different in in Japanese culture was just their attitude to this character. So, but but again, so if I, if I want to get into like what he actually did and what what once he did all the talent stuff and looking at stuff and all that, he started to get his own show. And in his show, he would go around and solve problems and he would go around and play pranks on people, still dressed in his leather PVC, you know. What what do you mean solve problems? Like, Like, do you mean maths maths problems or social problems? No, I mean like... like, I think the example that I can, I'll, I'll, I'll save you here, Matthew. I'm sure you can think of something else. I know you're going to say the same thing because I'm trying to find something else. Um, is the, well, this is my first introduction to Hard Gay. And I don't know, it was one of those things, I think, where I might have stumbled across it somewhere on the internet or somewhere, somewhere somehow. It was like one of the, maybe it was possibly a, a, a similar kind of show on SBS or something. But yeah. um, he was trying to convince kids to eat, is it Nanto or... Natto, It's yeah. like a natto. And natto is, is like, yeah, fermented uh, soybeans. It's yeah. looks fucking just it's, it's it's horrible it's uh, basically solidified semen yeah from what I <laughs> so uh, I, I, a student once described it perfectly they said it looks like an alien and it smells like feet like that's <laughs> as close as uh yeah but yeah it's uh yeah, yeah fermented so soybeans trying to solve is getting kids to eat this product yeah see what, what basically... i was going to say was like the english equivalent would be like Jim will fix it, but we can't make that reference anymore. <laughs> but that's what it's like. People would go, "Can you help me? I oh, I want to do this. I want to be good at this, and like I want to be good at baseball." So then, he, hard gay would come along to their house and be like, "Woo!" Dressed in his leather and be like, "Come with me, little boy. We're going to the baseball." And every, all his parents would be like, "Hooray!" And send him off with hard gay. And hard gay would take little um, Ken to the baseball and show him all like how to be better and you get like a professional baseballer to you know show him how to throw and all that stuff and everyone and, would be and all what does what does that have to do with making fun of gay people I, I, I don't know this is what this is you know like 
it was one of those things where like I'm watching it and all I can do is is this my problem that all I can do is focus on the fact that he's like pretending to be gay. Everyone else is like think... he's doing a good job and he's helping everyone. Well, that's it. But it's I'm I'm confused by the intent. Yeah. Because obviously they've decided they want to they've decided they want to do nice things for people. Yep. But then there's also um, you know, degrading a section of society at the same time. So <laughs> what what what's the goal, I guess? Well, I mean, that... about... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that, the, the the thing the reason why is that the reason that they got away with it because he, because the gay subculture is fairly ignored. Mm. People didn't think he was actually representing like anyone like anyone he's so so far out there that no one would ever dress like this anyway because it's got japanese tv has a strict code of conduct yet this was allowed to get away with it and it was that kind of thing was it's okay because he's not gay yeah right all right but again i can't help you with the intent behind it of why (laughs) why he had had to be necessarily doing stuff like that but he would do. So, but is it, is it kind of like is it kind of like a bit of a camp thing? I suppose like you know you are looking at it from. I, th- I think that possibly the maybe because his name is Hard Gay. Yeah. There is that emphasis on him being gay, where he's, more, he's much more <laughs> of a of a camp figure. Yeah, it's general. well, like it's he's, very he's, over the top. It, it's like blackface type thing, almost. Like you know, it, and I'm not saying it's any less offensive for it, but it's just. And it, he's not kind of, um, you know. Soft gay, fluffy gay is hard gay. Yeah, which but just has a the bit way of that, a rapey like, undertone to it. Is very much and so. interacting with the kids, he would be yeah. thrusting his groin around the kids like, at their faces, no, like literally no, at their, their faces, faces like, and literally. everyone would be screaming yeah. with laughter. And and then, but then they'd have, um... and then they would do it back to him. Like that's the but thing. Then Ricky, like, but then Ricky in, Martin like, music would play in the background. Yeah, and he always Martin... yeah, always played "Live in the Vida Loca." That was Loca. That was his uh, background mm. music all the time. And this was well before Ricky Martin came out. Yeah. Like, oh, definitely. A long, long time before Ricky Martin came out. Yeah. And yet that was always every time he'd kind of say, "Oh, who is it? It's Huggy." Everyone go crazy and be like, "Woo!" So the sting would just happen over and over, and the camera would be like. Like at groin, and, and yeah, out, zooming like, in and out of groin, groin. yep. Like yeah. I said, it's <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's really uh, difficult to, like I said, the the word intent is like. So what's the point, or why are we why are we doing this? So, all right. So so so, so far, so, he's he's started out on some talent shows. Yep. Everyone's gone. This guy's a cack. Yep. Let's get him on every show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's he's on like pretty much star status now. He's on telly all the time, and people are uh, lolling in the streets. Yeah. And then he gets this show where he goes around helping people, but keeps the same shtick. Shtick. Totally. Yeah. Right. Okay. So is that <laughs> where we're at? Yet, <laughs> is that where we're at now, or does he move on to other things? Well, no, like this is so. This is when he becomes um, pretty massive. Okay, pretty. Oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Thank you so much. He's thrusting around children. <laughs> oh, so, 
But then again, like when this when this happens, a lot of them, a lot of the issue is you know, especially for Westerns living in Japan, was trying to get their heads around like why is this appropriate or why isn't um, because the other reason well, particularly that people... because as you say there was such strict kind of guidelines right so it would have been the first time anything like this would have been ever seen you know? yeah exactly yeah so one of the one of the more famous things that happened which was unplanned and maybe unplanned is in adverted commas there was when he was filming like like filming just I'm going to help people on the street you know helping people carrying crates of beer somewhere or helping them um, get a taxi or anything like that where some he saw a woman being harassed by like a sleazy dude and he interject he interjected and broke it apart and was defending her like this that's not cool we don't treat people like this Still Unless dressed, still dressed, yeah, still dressed as Hargate, and you know, at the end of that bit, like turning around and going, "Oh, living the vida loca and dancing with the woman." So, like, I don't really know. Like I said, there was so much about it that was like, I don't know where this is, like, where it fits in, so, like, in people's oh, minds. So you, so you're sure it was certain it was set up? Well, I don't know. Like, I. It, it, it's possible that it was set up, but it seemed very like specific to be set up. Right. Um, but it's it's quite possible. So, do you know anything about um, Hard Day's history himself, like outside of this character? Is it a character? Like, how much is is it something that he's bringing along to insidiously? Um, to quote from the Late Show. Um, breaking down the barriers, uh, holding up a mirror to society. No, I don't think there's any of that. I have, there is none of that. There's none of that, like faux social socializing. This or or having. There's no message. No. Apart from he, he started look at me, thrusting his groin and people laughed. Yeah, I'm thrusting so. my groin. I'm playing Ricky Martin. But hey, I'm I'm doing this for good reason. It's none about look look at me. I'm gay and gay people. We need to normalise it. It's the exact opposite of that. <laughs> Check out this freak helping people. Yeah, and by the, that was the other thing. Well, the the guy who's playing him, uh, Masaki, I think Sumitani, he um, was quite not vehemently coming out and just like saying he wasn't gay. But it was you know he was found to be on a date who he's now married to, and that was like oh he's not gay, and everyone was kind of like oh thank God for that. You know, like, oh, that makes it funnier that he's not gay. And, you know, and then, again, like, people are like, oh, it's a parody. Well, it's not a parody uh, because not many people are running around thrusting their groins at children's heads while he forces them to eat carrots. <laughs> Which sounds like a horror, like a joke, right? But no, that's that's one no, of the, the shows, too. Carrots. And putting them at groin level, like, whoa, look at this. Like... There's like well, I'll have to find the, the the best links to it. But again, all for the kids, kids loving it. Okay, but yeah, now this guy just came up with a character kind of through wrestling, and then yeah, eventually made it bigger. I guess made it more elaborate, made it more over the top when he started to you know, be on TV. So there's no like yeah, there's no like through line of I'm hoping this will make a change, a positive change for society. 
But then again, like within 12 months, he was like, oh, I'm over this and stopped doing it. Oh, really? So it only lasted 12 months. So pretty much, like he, 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 he came and went, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, really, that was where it hit its point. And then, yeah, it sort of just faded away. And that was him. He he was actually the the main person to go like almost like at the top of of the hard gay phenomena to say. I mean, maybe he had a bit of clarity, or maybe people had got told him like, yeah, this isn't really helping anyone <laughs> as much as you think. Um, and so he stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. So he, he turned up every now and then. He apparently had his own song, which I have to find. So yeah, he so he actually you know well, stopped doing it. What do you do with yourself of... though now? What do you do with yourself after that? That's a good question. I think he did a bit more wrestling after that. Maybe not as hard gay Razor Ramon Just as himself. Oh, so so yeah. he actually did do wrestling. Yeah, he started off. He started off as wrestling. Hard gay oh, and right, real gay sorry. were wrestlers to start off with. Oh right. Yeah. Sorry, I, I thought you meant that. <laughs> I got very confused there. So I mean, it all happened very quickly. That all happened. So he was. And so then he was wrestling and on TV. So then his wrestling career was massive because he was on TV. That's crazy. And then yeah, he went back, and so. But then yeah, then he stopped, stopped the, with the wrestling altogether. I think, maybe from injury. But he, he, I think he wanted to have a go at being a comedian. Like it's all, all over the shop, really. Hmm. Well, I imagine him up on stage there, and after his third joke in a row, just bombing. He just. The hands go up behind the head and the groin starts thrusting forward. <laughs> Goes with what he knows. Yeah. Goes with what he knows. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just finding it. I'm, I'm, hopefully I can find it. His single was called Young Man, which was a Japanese rendition of the YMCA. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, that, this is another thing I found about Japan as well, is that in quite a lot of things... The village people? Yeah. Yeah, well, not, not so much that, but quite a lot of things, attitudes towards sexuality and even even in a more general sense towards women was very much a throwback to the 70s. Yeah. Like it, it, I was going to say, there seems to be a lot of overtones to, um, like, you can't stop the music type thing going on here where you just don't... The fact that they were all gay men was never really kind of explicitly talked about like it was almost just completely swept under the carpet yeah whereas this is almost the other direction like taking it to the other extreme where it's so in your face that i don't know it's yeah. just crazy it is a bit weird yes yeah, like i said it's 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 beyond the usual like wow look at this weird thing that they do in japan this is like i don't like i said i don't get the intent i don't get the direction of it i don't get the the what the end point was what we could have been. I don't get what it does to actually gay people in your in the country, or what it says about the way they they react to gay people. Like it's that was always the thing was it's funny because he's not gay. Well, no, I think not... if if you're looking for know, good things to say about it, you knew when to get out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. All the, uh, I mean, you know, he's not. 10 years into playing hard gay and <laughs> and and just going on and on. All the good comedies finish. Sure. Office. Yeah. Palty yeah. Towers, you know. Yeah, get in. Just do yeah, it for a bit. They know and... when... Yeah, they know when to get out. Yeah. Take note, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. 
and hard <laughs> hard gay knows when to get in and he knows when to get out. <laughs> he as knows well. when to yeah pull the cord and <laughs> certainly does get out of there. No, that's all right. I'm, I'm just um, looking at an article there, which is which is talking about how Japan is. A lot of it's focused on one hit wonders. They love one hit wonders with music. They love they love like flavor of the month. I mean, sure, everyone does, but they have a seem to have a quicker turnaround, like a really oh. like a, uh, like a massive upsell of something, and then it just disappears. So, um, but they were saying. So I, I'll read you this because I like the way it's written. Hard gay might have been hard, but he wasn't gay. He did hang out in Osaka's gay district where he purchased his costumes, but rumours quickly circulated that the comedian was just putting on his gay act, and this was far more appreciated than the fact if he was actually gay. So then he, then he was... This was verified by a tabloid showed him out on a date with a bikini model and a Suzuki. Again, it's more than likely that this tabloid moment was set up to prove to his fans that he wasn't actually gay, making him more acceptable to the Japanese public. I was going to say, it, sound, it all sounds very contrived, like everything around it. Yeah. Like in his convenient... Like, I don't know, I don't think it's really relevant whether he is gay or not. I think the, the fact that they've gone to such lengths to well, are we kind of... make sure that he was straight is more telling than yeah. his own actual sexuality. Like, uh, Are we kind of saying that part of his popularity is just that people saw him as so talented because gay people were so weird and alien yeah. that you must have just be so talented to be able to portray them. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's pretty accurate. I think there was a, a bit of that in there that they were like, Well, you know, this is this is the only like gay thing that we're prepared to see on television <laughs> is something so over the top. Because if he was just a realistic gay person that well, that would could be very confusing. I think that's fella sitting there. Yeah, if you're a fella sitting there, being (laughs) well, they they act normal. That doesn't make you know that is that. Like I said, it is a very big throwback to the seventies, where you're like, all right, uh, where you you know where you can pick them out. Let's pick out maybe let's go and bash up a few on a Saturday night. Like that's Mm. that's where that kind of attitude heads. I think. We, even in Japan, it's just like, oh, they're very much on the fringes of society. You know? Even when you would say, you know, it's what percentage of people are gay on average? It's what, 12, 13% or something like that? It might be higher. Um, but in Japan, no. They, they, a lot of people would just go, no, that's not, that's not the same here. There wouldn't be that many gay people. There's not many gay people. Or certainly not now, since um, they moved the gay district to Fukushima. But um, <laughs> yeah, they're terrible people. Yep. So that's uh, that's hard gay histories. Like I said, it wow, uh, was... it uh, was they, things tend to you know burn out very quickly in Japan. And I think the fact that they have them on these shows three, four, five times a week, I think that's they just milk it for all it's worth. And uh, yeah, then see you later. Can you just stop saying things like that, please? <laughs> what, you, <laughs> milking hard gay is like not what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah but, he, but there seems he to be sounded a... like a bit of a phenomenon. Yeah, he really. was. A, that's yeah. exactly right. He was a phenomenon, and it happens, you know, probably more in Japan than it does here. But there's a lot of people, and a lot of shows are like this. So they're just yeah. cranking them out, cranking them out. As soon as something catches on, then they just you know, conflated as much as possible. So, so that, this, that's why. So this, 
So these Tarento shows is yeah. what is, is, is that really how you say it? Yeah, it's like talent. It's just Tarento. Tarento. Yeah. Um, it's pretty racist in itself. Yeah. But um, don't do the accent. Is, it, so it is. Is it just like sitting around watching? Say, would you sit around and watch like? Hey, hey, it's Saturday, and have them narrating it, basically talking about how crazy these white people are. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, it's just stuff like that, or people falling over, or practical jokes, and then they're just like commenting on it. And then sometimes they'd have like a serious story and or an interesting story, and, and it'd literally be them just going hmm 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 mm, over the top, doing noddies and over the no. top, and saying oh, I'm actually really interesting, like just saying interesting, oh, interesting. That's Oh, yeah, it's very interesting. And then people eating. There's a lot of food, a lot of food being eaten, and a lot of time they go, well, that looks delicious, like, just over and over again. Like, it was uh, very... So so maybe not looking for comedic opportunities enough? No. no it's, it, to an outsider, uh, Japanese television, a lot of it, and which is unusual because a lot of times people, we we like to say, look how weird this stuff is. But a lot of the time, it's it's on every night, a lot of it's superbly bland, like really... Just this is just oh. a bunch of people watching TV yeah. that have not much yeah. to say. But every not now much. and then you have something that's called like that someone invents a game that people can watch, like um, Silent Library. Have you seen Silent Library? That's I'll have to put that up because that's amazing. No. That's genuinely entertaining. Where you do like a game to see who's so it's in a library and everyone has to be quiet and they and there's six people sitting around and then they pick out a card and if you've got the X then you have to do a challenge and the challenges start off pretty minor and then they get worse so you have the first one might be I think to eat like a, a wasabi filled sushi roll without making any noise and everyone's oh, right. freaking out but then it gets progressively worse until the last one and I'm not making this up <laughs> is an old man comes out takes his teeth out and starts gumming a dude on the neck. Uh, <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, oh. you heard me. An old oh, dude... Kind of... An old dude comes out and starts... Takes his teeth out and gum, oh. and gums the dude's neck. And he's got to be quiet. Go. He's got to be completely it's, quiet. It's Hard gay went and started writing for Silent Library. That was <laughs> yeah. his career. So I'll, I'll put that up there. It's, it is, that is disturbing but before it before that it's very entertaining there's a big like a big fart box that someone has to smell it's all great happy times but they all have to not giggle that's the thing (laughs) did they just call it sniff my fart box that would have been like the the best name silent fart box if you could (laughs) so yeah i'll put that up but that like Uh, that's what i mean like so it's if you have you know, these shows go for two or three hours a night. So if you have like 12, 13 hours of content every night and something hits, it's, it's kind of like on YouTube, something like goes viral, they just run it again. They run it again the next night or they do something similar and they run the idea into the ground. Mm. You know, because they, well, they you wouldn't see the that. Content. You wouldn't see that happening here. No, not at all. You wouldn't mm. see it happening on late night talk shows anywhere either. <laughs> Anytime, yeah, anytime you have lots of content. So that's that's where it sprung from. So he was on it a few times. Everyone went, that's great, and it just exploded. And then just he went, nah. No. Well, fantastic. Thank you, Matt. No worries. No worries. Thank you for joining us on the Hard Gay Histories. Uh, It's been a pleasure.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that bonus episode. A bit weird, but fair enough, I guess. Uh, enjoyed? I don't know if that's the right phrase. Um, acknowledged. How about that? I hope you acknowledged this episode in some way. We'll come back perhaps with another special at some point and another season of the regular episodes somewhere down the line. But thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Give a rate and review. All that gear. Follow the socials. Ta-ta.